Hey there, everybody. What's up? Welcome to episode two of Good Hang. Thanks so much for stopping by. So, John, what did we talk about today? Talked about a lot of stuff, bro. We talked about you being blind, deaf, and dumb in a black box. Voluntarily. Voluntarily. And we did talk about your diet progress and how you absolutely just crushed that with a cheat day. A legendary cheat day. It was legendary. There was lots of pasta. Yeah. We also talked about your brand new photography blog. Oh, yeah. The world's best website, johnshootstuff.com. Swear to God, it's better than Google. Taking the world by storm. Uh, We also talk about, if you can't already hear, John's voice being lost. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we do record this segment after the show. uh, So you can kind of chart that progress of John's voice slowly just taking a shit on him. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it is what it is right now. But he's a trooper. So he he powered through this especially long episode. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, In the news, uh, we covered a little bit about... Uh, this newfangled thing called wireless Wi-Fi charging. Yep. What's up with that? It's crazy. We talk about the Sea Games committee stealing art from some dude. What's Uh-oh. up with that? Uh oh. And we talk a little bit about the whole Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner thing. I think we should call her. See, this is tough. I think we should call her Caitlyn from now onwards. Yeah. Yeah. As she would want us to. Yeah. And and the segment. What's your favorite blank? We talk about our favorite '90s. <laughs> Slow jams. That got sexy. Again, it got sexy again, dude. Yeah, and uh, as for last week's, you know, little homework assignment that John gave me, uh, I've checked out Green Lantern Rebirth. Talk about that. And I talk about the movie Paddington, which is the cutest, most amazing, funniest movie uh, ever. It blew his mind. You're welcome. (laughs) And then we also talk about, you know, things that we're going to check out for next week's episode. So enjoy episode two of Good Hang coming at you. We do need to figure out like the art of starting a podcast because we just talk. I mean, we're already doing the intro bit, right? Right. And then like we kind of just like fade into. I think that works. Random. I think nonsense. we as we go along the episode, maybe see you do it since you write the notes of what we talk about. So when yeah. we go to recap it, yeah, that would be good. So I mean, not, like all it's not like this. Yes. Hear this whole fucking time. Yes, I take notes. Because <laughs> okay, you're a nerd. <laughs> no, ner- no, notes are good though. They're useful for remembering things. Especially because we go on so many freaking tangents. I know. Okay. Right on. Right on. Hello there, everybody. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Good Hang. I'm Nathan. I'm John. And thank you so much for coming back. If this is your, you know, not your first time with us. Uh, thank you for giving us a second chance. Yeah. And if this is your first time listening to us, give the first episode a whirl. Why not? Yeah, you know? it's great. You should check it out. It's a little bit rougher around the edges, but, um, you know, we, we we're slowly starting to figure things out. We're trying to figure out this medium as, as, as much as you are. Totally. Really. We have notes now. We have notes. Yeah. Guess what else we have? That is probably, it just probably just finished playing. We have music. How good was that? We have intro music. We have like segment music that yep. you're going to be hearing as the show goes on. Nathan did an awesome, you did an awesome job with that, man. Thank you very much. But yeah, I mean, okay, if you guys listen to the first episode, every time we were throwing to music, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't actually have music that existed yet. We were throwing to theoretical music. Yes, we were throwing to the theory of music. Um, but, you know, um, spent the last couple of days like doing up some... <laughs> bullshit jingles yeah and yeah um so we have intro music now we have segment music like an actual show um so yeah welcome to the actual show welcome. this is good hang you know what's really cool too what we actually have a below section where people can comment we do have a, what's, so, wrong, what's wrong with your voice man 
Yeah, I've lost it. You lost your voice. I lost my voice, man. What happened? Just tired. I think I'm coming down with a cold. So, sorry, listeners, since I sound like, I don't know, what do I sound like? I sound like a 70-year-old smoking woman. Yeah. Sounds about A woman right. who smokes, not a very hot woman. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you been doing, man? Well, how, how did you lose your voice? I don't know, man. Just, you know, at the job, man, not getting enough rest. What, what, okay. hard. what is your job, John? We didn't really get in, we didn't really get into it in the first episode, and I feel like we we, we kind of did a kind of slipshod job of introducing ourselves in the fair first enough, episode. Fair enough. I'm, yeah. I'm a man of many jobs. Yes, uh, I'm a man of the world, but I guess where I get my money from is working as a entertainer performer at an amusement park of sorts. Oh, this amusement park. Do elaborate, but don't elaborate too much. We might be liable. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much, <laughs> but let's just say that it's. Um, it's a great park. It's a great park. Where you can ride the cinematic things. You can be part of a cinematic world. Experience, yeah. It's, it, it, it can be immersed in a world of movies and, and entertainment. And, and it's all-inclusive. animated it's, animals. It's, it's Everyone enjoys it because it's quite... What's the word? Universal, I think you would say. Oh, so it's, so it's, it's a universal enjoyment. A universal experience. enjoyment experience. Got it, got it. And I work there, and I really do like the job, actually. Yeah, dude, your voice is shot, It's man. really shot. It's you terrible. Should, okay, I'll tell you what. We not record. Now, for the rest of this show, just speak in hushier tones. Move hey. a little bit closer to the mic, you know, <clears throat> something a little bit sexier for the listeners. Hey, baby. That hey, doesn't work at all. No? no what if like, I go like this? Get that rasp in there. Make sure you get, like, the breaths and, like, the lips and the tongue and everything. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm really horny now. <laughs> We want to get, you know, like, the whole ASMR thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so ASMR, like, we, uh, um, I was telling John about this the other day. Yes. Um, there's this thing called ASMR that's out um, in the world. I forget for the life of me what it stands for because it's it's really weird. But basically, it's, like, a form of therapy almost where, like, um, people listen to recordings or videos of um, people unboxing things or talking really softly, whispering, chewing, eating, crumpling paper, things like that. You know, very, very day-to-day noises. Yeah, I checked out some, so I guess I have to go like this. Hello. You're listening to Good Hang. Hey there, everybody. That's just whispering. How are you? Listen to this pen on paper. You know you like that pen on paper action. Yeah. <laughs> and ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Ah, oh, you remembered. I, I, I don't have time to get into what each of those words mean, because who cares? But uh, yeah, if, if if I tried it once, right, just in terms of like looking at videos and stuff, mm-hmm. they really help me sleep. I can imagine. They really help me sleep because there's really nothing going on. Just don't get the ones where people are talking because that's a little bit creepy. But if you go to ones of like people um, uh, putting toys together or unboxing things or just kind of like um, like you know, doing day-to-day things without saying anything, some of it, for some reason, is kind of therapeutic. How long do those videos last for? I don't know, like four or five minutes. You can put it in a playlist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but some of it's really... I remember, like, I fell right to sleep before the first video even ended because there's something about it that's just, like... I don't know, like, it it has, like, a melatonic effect. But the thing with you, Nathan, is that you can fall asleep anywhere. That so is, it's kind of not that fair. Is, that is very true. It's almost like a superpower of mine. Like, Quite. I can fall asleep on like any um, uh, vehicle, plane, train, automobile. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. But, you know. Yeah, I think like the first or second time I actually met Nathan, he fell asleep. And we were with a group of people. And we started putting stuff on him. Like just stuff. Stuff. Hats. There, there was at some point there was a fry put in my nose. Toys. I, I, think, I think that's where I woke up when the fry was put in my nose. Yeah. It's bad, man. It it's, it's, it's bad. I think it's a little bit of a disorder. Like, just like, can't, like, can you imagine if, say, like, there's an earthquake going on and I was home alone? 
Yeah, and your narcolepsy like would would be the end of you. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'd just be like stuck. You wouldn't know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, welcome to the second episode of the show. I know I just said that, but I, I don't know. I think it's so cool that we're actually doing this. Yeah. I think it's too. really cool that we're actually actually doing this. Like a month ago, John and I were talking about you know, hey, let's do a podcast, and here we are right now, actually doing it actually releasing it we put up a website it's up on itunes and podcast world and things like that and part of it just kind of blows my mind because if you if like two months ago you told me that i was going to do a podcast even then i wouldn't have like really believed you even though it was something i really wanted to do for a really long time but you know that's the magic of just doing shit and look at it now it's a thing now it's a thing it wasn't a thing and now it's a thing that you can listen to and hopefully entertain yourself with on, yep. your, on your spare time yeah i mean I don't, don't just sit there and listen to us i mean you can if you're so inclined but go for a jog walk the dog do some groceries exactly cook like, okay wash like, the dishes these are all things you can do like I, i'm a musician right and i do like listening to music and everything but something about like podcasts or like audiobooks something about listening to those kinds of things it's just a lot more engaging to me for some reason. Like, I feel like I listen to music a lot for, like, inspiration or to, like, get in the mood for something. But in terms of, like, say I'm going for a run or, like, doing housework or whatever, like, podcasts, audiobooks, those are just my jam. I just love how engaging it is sometimes and you can really just get into a conversation. Like, be it, and you, I know it's kind of one-sided, but, you know, you can... It, it, there's, there's something nice about listening to other people talk about things that you might be interested in. Yeah. You know, you kind of feel like your opinions are being shared and I don't know. That's why I just love this medium so much. It's just, you feel, I don't know, just not alone, I guess. I know that sounds terribly sad. In the great words of Michael Jackson, you are not alone. See what I did there to avoid copyright issues? Aha! Boom. <laughs> Take that, the estate of Michael Jackson. Take that, Michael Jackson, and all the Beatles songs you own. Why did you buy them? Because he's smart. That is very smart, but they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every time I've done like a, a music-related show, like whenever you want to cover like a Michael Jackson or Beatles tune, they're like, no, let's not do that. That costs way too much money. So you just, what did you sing it out of key? Blackbird into the air of night. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Sure, there's lyrical copyrights, right? So you have that to change is, it around slightly. That is true. Blackbird singing in the dead of day. Could be a brown bird. Brown. Okay, that's true. That's that. That would have been a lot smarter. Yeah. Take that, Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. That's kind of disrespectful. You too, Sir Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, he's he's still around. Oh, my voice is really shot. There's like a way that I can place it where it doesn't sound so bad, just like this right here. This is okay, right, listeners? They're saying yes. I'll take that as a yes. They're saying yes. They're nodding their heads in agreement right it's now. Horrible. And they're saying get well soon, John. Thanks, guys. Stop chugging that dick. I don't chug. I sip. <laughs> okay. That's, sip that, that dick. That's better. Okay, so... I'm a gentleman. Let's get into our very first segment. Yeah. What you been up to? When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I left like some space over yeah. there because that's where the intro music is going to be. I paused for the intro music. That's what I did. <laughs> that's where the intro music is going to be. And the mu- intro music just played. Yeah, but then you looked expectantly at me like, as if you were asking me for real. <laughs> well, I, I will ask you for real. Other I, than losing your voice, what have you been up to, John? I've been to a couple, I've been up to a couple things, Nathan. Uh, we talked about my diet last week, yes. which is fun. But I didn't get to talk about how truly awesome my cheat day was. 
So this Saturday I had my cheat day. It was the day of my cheating and I got to eat whatever I want. So I decided to make spaghetti bolognese with a side of macaroni and cheese. Double pasta. Boom. Double pasta in it. I love it. Boom. Very, very nice. Yeah, I invited some friends over. You were invited, but you had some concert to gallivant to, I guess. Yeah. No, but ladies and gentlemen, I made spaghetti bolognese with a recipe supplied by my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, ex-girlfriend. Thanks, Marley's. Your spaghetti Kathy's lives and Rachel. on. Thank you. And then I made macaroni and cheese with a recipe supplied by the great Alton Brown of Good Eats fame. Shout out. Shout out. Yep. Love you, Alton. Do your thing, AB. <laughs> and it was really good, man. Had some people over, cooked some pasta. Oh, it was awesome. Like, it's nice to have a cheat day. That way your world isn't filled with complete sadness. Exactly. Yeah. Diets can be bleak, but cheat days are like the light at the end of that the, very it's bleak. It's light tunnel. on the edge of the horizon that you're going to. It's yeah. it's Gandalf the White on top of the hill on wherever that place is in Two, two Towers, Mount. I'd see. I wanted to make like a clever reference, but I don't know enough about Lord of the Rings exactly. to make it. But so, you know, like Gandalf's like, look on the third day, look to the whatever north or west, and you will see me. Basically, that's that's what Saturdays are like for me now. I just gotta get through the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Boom, Saturday is the good day. Saturday is a good day. All the chocolate and carbs and pasta and all that stuff. Come yeah, on. man. I had some Krispy Kremes in the morning, and that sucked. Like, it was super good, but it was, like, way too sweet, and my body was like, no, you don't eat these things anymore. That's a good thing. That's a, a good, good thing. thing. Yeah. Good thing. Like, I remember when I made the transition from, like, um, regular Coke to Diet Coke, mm. and I know you guys are right now, like, Diet Coke's just as bad. I'll go to hell. Like, let me live my life. Um, I think they're also saying Diet Coke is gross. <laughs> yeah, no. And I kind of agree with them, and yeah, and that, that's all I drink now, too. No, but, like, tons of people always say, like, oh, Diet Coke's, like, it's, it's, not, it's not any better. It's just as bad. And I know, but don't tell my brain that. It's got chemicals and stuff. <laughs> Just let my body enjoy it. Um, you know, there's less sugar intake, I guess. That's that's one thing mm-hmm. I can be happy about. Um, but yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. We talked about my pasta. Your pasta. But another thing awesome, almost equally awesome, probably more awesome thing that's happened this week is actually I launched a new website, listeners. Website. Let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, because aside from that job at the park where I universally entertain people, uh-huh. I am also a photographer. Um, and I launched my website called johnshootstuff.com. Johnshootstuff. If you're listening to this podcast right now, um, you would see like, you know, fantastic album art that we have on, yep. like the, the picture of both of us looking very optimistic, <laughs> optimistic that you're listening to this and enjoying it. Yeah, that's um, what we're doing in that yeah. picture. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that's a little sample of what John does. He, he takes photos and he knows how to do it very well. So well that he doesn't even need to be behind a camera to Boom. take them. How about that? Bam. Boom. Yeah. So I launched a website. It's a place for me to post photos of like street photography, some portraits, some behind the scenes stuff in my shoots. You know, I have some little anecdotes of like the stuff there. So I write up some stuff and yeah, get into it. Check it out, listeners. Click on the link below in the show notes. There will be a link. And there will be a there link. There will actually be a link. Now when we say link below, comments below, there's actually a way to do that. And okay, the way to do that is if you're listening to this on a podcast app, you can't do that. Um, but you can, however, go to the website goodhangpodcast.com you can go to the episode page leave us comments ask us questions give us suggestions or just say hey what's up you can do whatever the hell it is you want to do talk to us because we want to talk to you you know yeah Yeah, so that's one way you can like um leave a comment when we say leave a comment below you can actually do that now yeah now now i know what you're thinking (laughs) why didn't you guys make it goodhang.com it was taken it was taken by a non-existent website someone's just squatting on that thing why? Someone was like, hey, good hang is a phrase, right? I'm going to buy that domain and wait for someone to buy it off of me. That son of a bitch. Well, listen here, 
domain stealer man. Hey, he got around that. We put a podcast on it. What, I, what, what okay? What if what if he is like John Goodhang, like from the Goodhang family? Oh, then he probably deserves it. Yeah, more he than deserves us. it a little bit more than us. Well, then make something, make a website. Don't I mean, you know, there. I think he's saving it for like when one of the good hangs get really nice and famous. Sure, you know. Sure. Like, I mean, they do have like a John Goodman out there, you know. Mm. So it's I'm, it's only logical that a John Good Hang exists somewhere yep. out there. Yeah, but you know what? I like the Ring of of Good Hang Podcast better. Uh, goodhangpodcast.com better anyway. Yeah. So go to goodhangpodcast.com. Leave us a comment. Talk to yep. us. Get engaged in what is happening right here. Yeah, we want you to do that. We want you to do that. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. All I right. mean, I did also watch Tribes. We were talking about that towards Ooh. the end of last week's episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of pointless now because it's, it's over. over. But still. It's over. But, you know, wherever you are in the world, if you ever see a uh, uh, a showing of Tribes, it is a theater show. It's mm-hmm. a play. Um, if you ever see a showing of Tribes by a, your, your local theater company or whatever, check it out. It's a really good script, really nice characters, um, really moving stuff um, that talks about family and acceptance and all these things. It's 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 great. There's a lot of good sign language. A lot of good sign language. It's, yeah. it's a play about uh, uh, deaf people, uh, about a son who is born deaf and his girlfriend who is going deaf, yep. and how the family deals with that. Yeah. yeah, and how people in close-knit units, how they communicate with each other yeah. as if they were a tribe. Dum, dum, dum. I think I got that. You're, you're, you're tying it back together. Totes. So, John, really quickly before we go into the other segments, mm-hmm. um, what I did today, I mean, not today, but like last week, mm-hmm. um, I tried something that I was always very curious about. Yeah. Um, I tried out being in a sensory deprivation tank. Where the hell did you find a sensory deprivation <laughs> tank? Okay, so they call this float therapy, flotation mm-hmm. therapy, or, you know, sensory deprivation tanks. What they are is they're basically um, capsules or boxes that block out all your senses, more or less. Okay, they put you in a pool of heavily salinized water. That is, is that the word salinized? Well, with salt, yes. Yeah, um, heavily salinized water that is body temperature. So okay, and you're inside a pod or capsule or box, or whatever that is pitch dark. Okay, so what happens is that when you dip yourself into water, you're floating because it's so heavily salinized. It's like the Dead Sea. You're like floating effortlessly, and because it's body temperature, you don't feel anything after a while you know like after a while your body just doesn't feel like it's in water anymore like you feel Mm -hmm. like wet and everything but you don't feel like you're in anything because it's it's the same temperature as your body so it just feels like you're one with everything that's around you okay and you're in pitch darkness can't see anything um there's no sounds coming from inside or outside um and it's just it's a trip it is a trip i don't quite know how to describe it to you because um, having all those senses kind of like muted is something that very, very, very few of us get to experience. I mean, if anything, it's something that we don't really appreciate because we've never experienced it before. And once you do, you start to see like, oh my gosh, like we are constantly under fire by like light, sounds, things, noise, just so much that's going on in our world, like our daily life that we don't really appreciate like nothingness. You know? Sure, like true quiet. Like true quiet, true like just like absence of feeling. Well, it sounds to me like you experienced one of two things. Yes. Death. Mm-hmm. Sounds like kind of like you died and were buried. Mm-hmm. Or just going back into the fetus. Uh, as a fetus into your mother's uterus. Yeah. I mean, there is that slight sense of it, of like, you know, the whole return to uterus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like some of it is just like, it, I mean, they call it flotation therapy. And it really did feel kind of therapeutic. 
Um, Did you start tripping out after a while? Uh, not so much. I know some people do sometimes. I'm sure, like you know, if if you've ever, if you've uh, if you've ever heard of um, flotation therapy, I'm sure it's been tied to like uh, um, uh, visions or um, what's that word? It starts with an M. Hallucinations. Yeah. Hallucinations. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it started with an M. Hallucinations. <laughs> Hallucinations. Um, I, I personally didn't have any. Um, what I did feel, though, was a unawareness of whether I was awake or asleep. That's trippy. I wasn't entirely sure. I couldn't really tell. Um, I don't think I dreamt. And if I did, I don't remember them. Um, and, okay, and the part that kind of blew my mind the most was that I honestly thought that going in... I'd just be thinking about stuff nonstop, mm. you know? Because, like, how can you put me in, like, a box with Anyone, nothing really. in it? Yeah, yeah. How can you put anyone in, like, a box with, like, no sound, no um, uh, oral or auditory kind of, like, stimuli and not have them just go insane thinking about, you know, their day, thinking about what they have to do tomorrow, tonight, whatever. It's amazing how you just don't. I went in and uh, I, I asked a lady working at the front desk. Apparently, it has something to do with the magnesium salt that they put in the water just kind of like turns your brain off i mean not completely but it just kind of like it de-stresses you and something about it just kind of like you just don't really think about anything that's crazy i don't know if i can handle that i think i would think i i think i would be magnesium resistant somehow Mm. see that's what i thought as well but like you really just don't think about anything but i guess now that i'm saying you don't think about anything the moment you go inside you're gonna start thinking about thinking about stuff and not thinking about things and yeah it's just be like a whole vicious cycle that'll destroy your brain yeah so hopefully, you know, when you do try it, you know. I want to try it. When, yeah. well, how long were you in there for? I was in there for an hour. Wow. There's there's options to be there for an hour, 90 minutes, two hours, or as long as you want, really. Did, I've, I've heard of extreme hour, cases where wow. people go in for six, seven hours. That's crazy. Yeah, like they sleep in there pretty much. They spend a the night there. But like you were in there for an hour. Did you did you pee? I did not pee. No, you should not be You're allowed to pee. There. You know, you are not allowed to pee in there. Does it mess here's with why. the magnesium? Yes. Okay, here, okay. here's the thing. Um, the water that they use... Uh, in the in the pod, it's a uh, very very heavily salinized water, salinized by magnesium sulfate, and uh, sorry, magnesium chloride. Sulfate is dangerous. <laughs> magnesium chloride. Um, so you're in this uh, salted water, and this magnesium salt is extremely expensive. So don't pee in it. Don't poop in it. Wait, um, wait do they reuse the salt? They reuse the water, but the thing is, it's it's constantly being filtered. So they say. Well, I believe them. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, wait, okay. Like so where, where was this place? Where okay, did you go? So um, to all the Singaporeans out there, uh, there are two options that I know of that you can go to. There is Palm Avenue Float Club that is uh, around Siglap, I think. And there is also um, this place called Float in Novena Medical Center. So there's two options you can go to. You can try out their trials. They're not too expensive. Um, and it's just an experience. You know, it's, it's something that you can kind of just like, talk about with your friends much like how i'm talking about it to you right now so you know if you do try it let me know comment below comment below (laughs) yeah but i I don't know it was just a really cool trip like i didn't know what to expect coming in i went in with no expectations and i left just feeling okay if anything i left feeling just like like relaxed like well rested fair enough one hour in there felt like a really nice long sleep that's good yeah that sounds that sounds like something i want to try I swear it. to God, I'd probably go crazy. I'd probably pee. 
just for funsies. Well, here's the thing. They'd be so angry. And also, when, How you, would pee, they know? when you pee, it's not that big of a pod. How see? would they know? No, it's not that big of a pod. I do it right before I left or right at the beginning. I'm see, not then, sure. Then that just becomes malicious. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, that doesn't become like a matter of like, oh, I got to pee. That just becomes a matter of like, I've got to pee. That's shit. <laughs> matter of pre-planning. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, it's malice aforethought of peeing. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, quick tip. if you, when, when you do it, don't let that water get into your eyes. It's Ooh, so yeah, it's so salted, and a bit of water went into my eyes, and I I almost I, I just it hurt so bad. That sucks. It took me well out of it. So that's what you've been up to, huh? That's Some what floating. I've been up to, trying out different experiences in life, things that you should do for yourself. You know, and don't like mix things up a little bit. You know, yeah, because relaxing is so important. Take that as a as a message from Doctor John. Relaxing is good for you. Sleep, but I love getting massages. So if I had an hour to get relaxed, I would have a massage. I really want to get a massage right after this. Right after this recording, or right after this floating. Right after this recording, I could do that. Yeah, right. Let's do that. There's a place that's open till four a.m. Oh, and it's totally. not it's not dodgy. Totally down. Yeah. Oh, it's not dodgy. It's not dodgy. Ugh. Sorry, John. No, no, no endings of happiness here. Eh, they're overrated. Get endings of relaxation. Those are pretty happy, I guess. <laughs> Overrated. Yes. Uh, okay, so so that's what you've been up to. That's what you've been up to. That's what we've been up to. Are we going to play like the music after we're done with the segment? Maybe. Nah. Maybe we have to record another version. Right? I feel like it has to be like, like second an intro. Verse. See, now we're not going to have music again. And like we don't know how it sounds. And it's going to be weird it's again. okay, baby. It's second episode. Episode number two. <laughs> we're, still working out. Episode. we're still working out the quirks. Yep. All right. What's our next segment, John? Our next segment, Nathan, is Did You Hear About That Thing? One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, Walmart's era, puppy shoes, television, movie sports, racist rants, tiny horse. So many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? Did you? (laughs) (laughs) So check this out. Some crazy smart people uh, from the University of somewhere. Hold on, let me pull pull that up. You're terrible at this. No, I'm great at this. (laughs) Some some PhD students from the University of of Washington in Seattle came up with a way of beaming power to a camera via Wi-Fi signals. What? Dude, how crazy is it? So... The camera itself has no source of uh, power. There's no battery. No battery, no nothing. I mean, it's not like a big megapixel-y, whatever. It's just like a surveillance. They're like they're just testing the waters, basically. Okay, so it's okay. a really crappy image, I'm sure, and it's really easy to power it. But still, it's powered by Wi-Fi. Mm. Energy is flowing through the air, going to this camera, allowing it to take a picture. See, the first thought that I had about that is that it kind of scares me, not because like you know, oh, technology, you you young whippersnappers, get off my lawn, get off my lawn. But no, it's it's not it's not so much of that. It's more of um, uh, to to transfer like actual power, like electricity, through Wi-Fi. Isn't Wi-Fi the thing that's kind of surrounding us, like? In, per- in perpetuity yeah like we're, like if you're walking around a mall or like a a, a, a a um city or whatever or even like a residential neighborhood it's just wi-fi bouncing off everything yeah, right but, dude that's what people said 100 years ago about radio oh uh, i suppose yeah 
Dan, I feel like I feel like one of those backwards, like you know. You are. You uh, are. Get off my lawn. Well, right but see, now. but it's like actual electricity that's powering a device. You know, like isn't that kind of terrifying? Like you remember, like how there was a whole scare about radiation and the mm. phones and everything. And let, let's be honest, none of us really know if that's gonna work out until maybe like thirty, forty years or so. I think but, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Okay, but like I think the ramifications are amazing. Can you imagine if like I think they develop this and you're like, oh man, I'm. So tired, Nathan. I feel like I need a nap. Wait a minute. Let me just turn on my Wi-Fi. Boom. Energized. See, I don't... <laughs> Fucking Usain Bolt going for the run. Oh. Running. Getting tired. Getting okay. tired. He's the finish line. Boom. Wi-Fi. Jamaica takes the gold again. John. Usain Bolt at the age of 70. John. John. I don't quite think you understand the concept of humans. We are not powered by electricity. Uh, not yet. Uh, okay. Not Alrighty. yet. Okay. So maybe maybe if you're like a like a double amputee with robot legs, maybe that's something that you know can apply to you. You can power your your robotic legs through Wi-Fi. Like Oscar Pistorius. Like little Tink Tink. Yeah. I mean, enjoy that. You know, he, you know he's in jail, but. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. You, you had to turn it into that. <laughs> I mean, what else? It's like. <laughs> How sucky is it that you're an Olympic medal medal runner with yeah. no legs, and the yes. thing about you is that you shot your your girlfriend? That that's, sucks. That's a terrible legacy to go by. That's I mean, terrible. He, I mean, he's still a young guy. He still has plenty of time to kind of redeem himself. Yep. You know, the the ones that I feel sad for are like the Bill Cosby's of the world, the people that like you know they had their whole life to kind of like uh, cement that legacy, and at the very tail end of their life. I mean, let's be honest, Bill Cosby so is an older person. At the very tail end of their life, they just ruin everything with rape allegations and just horribleness. Those are the people I feel sorry for. I, I think Oscar has time to kind yeah. of redeem himself. See, I feel sorry for the guy that the girl that Oscar shot and the girls that Bill Cosby raped. But that's just me. <laughs> I feel like I should. No, but I get what you're saying. I, feel like I, I get what you're saying. Laughter there. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have like giggled right there. Oh jeez. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so I mean, um, I've heard like um, the new Samsung phone, the Galaxy. S five thousand or whatever. Yep. Um, they it, it has wireless charging. Is there that is that similar to what's going on I here? I guess so. But I mean, wait, how does it charge wirelessly? How? I I don't know. Again, technology kind. I I'm always like kind of one or two years late to new technology. Like when the iPhone six came out, I got the iPhone five. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Um, but uh, I just imagine you lining up as everyone's <laughs> lining up for the iPhone six. You line up day one. Everyone's excited. <laughs> hey get man, to the counter. Wait for eight hours. <laughs> hey man, did you guys hear about the iPhone five? Like, I got it. I got my iPhone five. Where'd you get that from? That's so cool. Do you know somebody at Apple? What? Like that that phone? Like where'd you get the early release? Do you know? Oh someone? man, I I no man, I just lined up. I don't know who I am in this kid. I don't know if I'm you or some guy who bought an iPhone 6. Okay, we'll, we'll work out the improv kinks. I'm supposed to be me, and you're the person of the iPhone 5 that thinks I'm dumb. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got it. No, it's fine. Oh, it's, the we'll, moment's we'll take gone. Take two, take two. No, no, the moment's gone. It's no, cool. man. We'll, we'll improv it some impro other Okay, fine. We'll improv it some other day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't platform well enough. I wasn't sure who I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but yeah. I mean, I did hear about the whole wireless charging thing through the Samsung S6, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a similar thing. Maybe it's like a, this is like the consumer-ready version of this, and yeah. what they're testing here is a bit more experimental. I mean, this sounds like the, the totally baby version. So this is from BBCNews.com, posted on five June twenty fifteen. Yeah. Uh, the Wi-Fi signals have been used to beam power to a surveillance camera. <laughs> the battery-free camera was modified so it could scavenge power from ambient Wi-Fi signals, store it, and then use it to take photos. That's insane. Experiment was one of several by U.S. researchers looking for ways to use Wi-Fi as a power source. I'm guessing it has to be a very specific kind of battery, right? Like a Wi-Fi battery. Guess, kind of yeah. Thing. 
I guess that makes sense. It's just it's just scary to me that like something can be powered by like the waves that are surrounding us at the moment. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. What are you what are you doing? Um. <laughs> okay. So, um in other news, uh the Sea Games are going on in Singapore right now. Right. Uh really hot things going on in the Sea Games. We're, we're doing really well. Singapore is in the lead. Um That's awesome. I wish I cared. Hey now. Ha, huh, no. I mean, I mean not about the Singapore. I just don't care about Sea Games in general. Yeah. You don't you don't like the sports? Well, I thought when I first heard of Sea Games, I thought it was going to be all these sports taking place in the ocean. I got excited. I'd be like, "Whoa." Oh. I found out it's stood for Southeast Asia and then I was like, Psh. I'm sorry, man. Well, okay, I, I don't really know how to pull this up right now, but um, from last I heard, Singapore has won almost like 28, 29 gold medals. They got that home field advantage, dude. Yeah, that's pretty insane. I mean, like, that we're winning these sports. I I, I mean, I, I think it's cool. Like, there's, there's, there's soccer. There's swimming. There's silat. Keep going, keep going. There, I'm buying time here before John gets the actual numbers. I don't think you're going to find it, but... Um, I believe in Wikipedia. You believe in Wikipedia. So, yeah, we, we're in the lead right now, winning tons of gold medals, doing all kinds of good stuff. Currently, ooh, 113 total for Singapore. 39 what? gold, 27 silver, 47 bronze. This is as of 8th of June at 9 o'clock. That is crazy. It's pretty impressive. That is really, really crazy. Oh, Timor, what's going on, Timor? You got one bronze medal. To all the Timor listeners out there, um, sorry. I hope you get your sports together. Um, we believe in you. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the sports, right? It's all yeah, about man. the whole camaraderie behind it. And it's nice. It's nice to see the country kind of come together for this big event. Um, I think the response to it has been, you know, more or less positive all around. Except for this one very interesting thing that happened. Yep. Um, over, uh, okay, we're not talking about the whole uh, Sharon Ao making that strangely uh, questionable comment. You know, people say things sometimes. What did she say? I didn't even hear about that. Um, I don't know the ex- exact things behind it but she said something that was kind of like um, um uh, like a kind of humorous jab at this girl's name and it and people kind of saw it as racist oh. yeah but i don't know like honestly with these kind of things it i mean she don't tell me the girl's name was allison ching or something no 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 no. it or, was, it was uh, <laughs> dominic wigger something like that no 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 it was it was it had nothing to do with like pe- like pejorative terms it was just you know a slip of the tongue Something that, you know, was kind of like a, 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 an attempt to be uh, jovial, kind of casual banter, you know, just kind of be joking. And some people just took it way too seriously. And, you know, I don't know. If it's like People say things, get over it, you know, as long as they don't have any malicious intent behind them. It's all about context, guys. Because this is a podcast where mm-hmm. we are constantly talking and saying lots of words. And, you know, for the most part, I hope we are uncensored. Yeah. So, you know, we might say some things, if taken out of context, might sound terrible. Yeah, like, I don't really sip dicks. And I don't really dislike brown people. (laughs) Except you do. Ah, Come on, John. Uh Come on. Uh (laughs) Okay, but uh, that was was a strange tangent. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's uh, about the whole Sharon Al thing. It's it's, it's all about context. She didn't mean it. It was just, uh, it was just a joke. It was a joke. Think about it in context. She wasn't hating on anybody. There was no actual, you know, um, there's there's no venom in her words. Yep. So get over it. We're not talking about that, though. We're actually talking we're, about yes. something else. We're not talking about that. We're talking about something that happened in the SEA Games. It's a little bit less known, but still worth noting. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you kind of brought this story to my attention. Mm-hmm. There was a horseshoe-shaped ping-pong ball table by the SEA Games organizer 
similar to the artist Lee Wen. Okay, so what this is is um, they actually built like a circular ping pong table. Yeah, just to have the event for people to play. Yes, imagine like a, imagine like a donut shaped ping pong table for for kids to kind of like play around with and just like you know yeah. ha- have that engagement. People play, like people stand on the inside and they'll play against someone who's standing on the outside. Yeah, so it's just like you know something fun to kind of engage people that are you know kids or whatever walking by. And there was a little bit of controversy over this because um, a bunch of people from the Appreciation Art Gallery, uh, they actually submitted the work of uh, this artist, Lee Wen, um, who actually made something very similar to this, you know, a horseshoe-shaped ping-pong, ping-pong table. And it's almost it, exactly the same. Like, the yes. one they used in the C game was, like, a C. Yeah. Like, almost like, like a 270-degrees, you know, C. curve. Yeah. Whereas Lee one the, the the artist made a three hundred sixty degree, so it's a full closed circle. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. So um, what was done was like they they pretty much made a copy of this concept of a circular ping pong table and put it at the Sea Games. The funny part is that like appreciation ah, appreciation art gallery actually did submit Lee Wen's um, piece of work to the Sea Games uh, board and asked them to you know maybe consider to put this um, uh, artwork. At the Sea Games exhibition, mm-hmm. at you know their venues, you know have something yeah, for the people to engage in because it's been touring the world a lot. I mean, it is it's a piece of art, but it's very interactive. I mean, it's like it. We'll talk. I guess we'll get into that about why is it art. Yes, but it is. It's a ping pong table. You can play at it. It's an installation. It's an sure. installation of sorts, and they wanted to to you know like get the Sea Games to feature this work of art, um, but apparently they did not. They instead put up a copy. Um, that did not get approval yep. from the artist or the art gallery or any of the people that made this piece of work. And there are some people that are kind of upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone at the Sea Games said, um, and I quote, this is from Channel News Asia, we regret that the incident took place. This was an activity proposed by our vendor and we were unaware of the similarity. We did not intend to infringe on any rights. End quote. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, just, I just like the conversations like, okay, the vendor, I'm the vendor person. Be like, I go, hey. I have this idea you should use. What is it? I want to make a ping pong table that's 360 degrees. That is genius. Isn't that a cool idea? Are you curious where I got it? That is, I just want that to happen right yeah. now in my face. Do it. But do you want to know where I got the idea from? No. Just, just do, just, do just, it. Just do it. Just oh, do it. Just, just do it. Okay. I, I want 15 people right now, build one, and make it happen in front of my face. And that's basically what, and scene. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, the vendor could have been like, he could have lied. They could have mm. not cared. They yeah. could have like... Like I don't know, it just came to my head. I just yeah. thought it'd be cool. I mean, let's. I mean, look, it's an idea. Ideas can. I mean, there's a theoretical world where this was a complete accident, yeah. but I doubt it. Yeah. And um, with these things, I guess it's. Um, I know lots of people go into organizing big events like this. Um, there's, you know, at least like a hundred, hundreds of people involved in you know every single aspect of it, from like the scheduling to the installations. So you know, you know, uh, like where where the food is going to be, you know, like every mm-hmm. little thing. There's there's hundreds of people working on this kind so of someone thing. should have picked this up is what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying is that like there's probably like th- like thousands that didn't know what was going on. They were just doing their jobs and maybe one or two people behind a decision that, you know, maybe forgot to mention like, hey, yeah. this is an idea from the artist or even give credit to it. So, you know, it's really just a bunch of um, people that... Like, I think the most cynical thing would be like, so after the artist goes to them and like suggests this thing and they say no and they're like we'll just do it anyway mm. we don't need that table we can make our own table yeah. why do we need to use his table that, that's, that's what they're thinking yeah. we're not stealing from him we're not going to steal his table we're going to build our own that's not stealing except yeah. that it is it's intellectual property bam oh. so I mean my thoughts behind that is just give credit where credit's due you know 
um, artists work hard for what they do. Uh, it's not, you know, I know it's a circular ping pong table. It's kind of one of those things like, oh, I could have done that, but you did not. But you didn't. Yeah, you, you didn't. did not. It's someone's idea. It's someone's, um, uh, you know, someone put some a lot of effort and thought into something like this. The least you can do is before you put it on display at a regional uh, sports event is to, you know, give them a little yep. bit of a heads up, you know? Yeah. But again, I guess coincidences happen, but this doesn't seem like one. I mean, someone on my Facebook, I forgot where I read it. Someone said, like, of course, no one gets into art for the money, but don't steal from artists. That's that's dumb. <laughs> that's not, and, I, and I paraphrase. Yeah. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah. You know, I did read this funny quote, though, in a news article I forgot from, I think, from the same article. They were like... Uh, so once this controversy came to light, they've actually removed the ping pong table. So here's the quote. The table has reportedly been removed and been replaced by a bouncy castle. Oh. <laughs> so let's, let's remove this piece of art and let's replace it with an even better piece of art. A fun fucking times. bouncy castle. Fun times. Oh, man. Bouncy castles are fun. You ever been in one? Okay. Here's, I remember when I was a kid, um, there was like a big field nearby, like in the old turf city, like mm-hmm. turf city where, where they used to have like horse races and stuff like that. So it was a big open field and they had like a bouncy castle carnival. Basically imagine like, like, do you watch the show Wipeout? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, Sometimes. imagine that like a whole obstacle like course, field. playground, like wonderland of just everything was inflatable and bouncy. And it was the best day of my life. It's I, just like I, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but yeah, um, inflatable, really? Okay, well, I'm not gonna ask. But yeah, yeah it was it was amazing. Like I just remember like, she came in the was... mail. <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> it was like I just, I just remember like a huge field full of just like bouncy stuff, and it was dude, that was so fun. Can it you imagine amazing. having a whole place like that, like to yourself? I would be very happy, and then kind of sad afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's true. All, it's all my, it's it's all mine. <laughs> I can do whatever I want because no one else is here. Tear, single, single, single tear, single tear, only single tear. So yeah, I mean that that's that's great. They replaced it with a bouncy castle. Good job, people. Um, okay, what else is in the news? So I'm sure you guys have all heard about uh, Bruce Jenner, the adopted father, adopted father, father of uh, the Kardashian family. Uh See, this is where Nathan's going to talk, and I'm just going to sit here because I know nothing about the Kardashians except something about breaking the internet, which if one of you guys did that, shame on you because the internet is awesome. The, yeah, don't break the internet. Um, okay, my thoughts about Kim Kardashian real quick. She is amazing. She should like be the keynote speaker at every business school known to man because she, like, okay, like even, even beyond like Warren Buffett and um, what's his face on Shark Tank? Uh, 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 Mark Cuban. Like, Kim Kardashian needs to be a keynote speaker at every business school on earth because she made so much out of nothing. Like, out of, out, okay, out of basically, like, screwing a guy on, like, a shitty, like, videotape, she built an empire. She really did. She has her own TV show. She's got books. She's got fashion lines. She's got apps, games. Like, wait, wait who was she before that Ray J tape come out? Wasn't she, like, from a wealthy family or something? Well, sort of. Her father was the lawyer in the OJ case. Okay. Yeah. Because I her, figured her, her was... original father, her original father, uh, Mr. Kardashian, whatever his name is, right. was the lawyer behind the OJ case. Yeah, because I figured she was just like, you know, a Paris Hilton. Not really. Thing. The Kardashian name was brought around by that. And then she um, was in celebrity circles because she was a stylist for celebrities. And then her adopted father, Bruce Jenner, of course, Olympic medalist. Um, in what? 
in I, I, I don't know to be honest look that up I believe it was track and field I just remember he was an Olympic medalist he was on cereal boxes well, that's and everything. it can't be track and field that be track or field Oh, is that how was it works? It? I don't know. No. I don't know sports, John. <laughs> no, it's um, track and field. I'm messing with you, bro. Yeah. But, okay, but, yeah. Um, uh, basically, uh, the Kardashians were, were not really that famous after until after that sex tape. Then she kind of got, uh, she, she monetized that sex tape. She became famous through her TV show. And, like, her siblings became famous through that TV show. And it just kept going and going and going and going. And I know a lot of people, like, hate on her and everything. But you've got to admire her that hustle you've got to admire that drive to just like make so much out of absolutely nothing you know there's a certain magic about that she should be like keynote speaker at every business school ever but okay so she started out basically sleeping with some rapper guy that no one ever heard of to now sleeping with a rapper guy that everyone's heard of yes pretty much pretty big change that's that's how you graduate you know um but yeah so on uh, on to her her adopted father adoptive father um bruce jenner who is now Caitlyn Jenner. So, for those of you that are not following this story, um, where have you been? First of all, John. Uh, second thing is, um, so Bruce Jenner announced about a year, a year and some change ago that he wanted to undergo a sex change. Uh, at the time, it was kind of just like one of those other tabloid stories that people just kind of like addressed for a couple weeks and then just kind of let go um, because no one really knew or thought he was serious. Um, up until he started undergoing like hormonal treatment, uh, got different parts of him removed from himself. And, you know, if you Google Bruce Jenner right now, you're going to see a picture of a woman wearing a white swimsuit. On the cover of Vanity Fair. Yeah, I saw that one. Looking very, you know, beautiful to some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I, I, okay, I don't really know what to think about this because, okay, when I first heard about this, I was like, yeah, good for him. He's doing what he wants to do. He is um, being his own person. He's, he's making decisions. He's grabbing hold of his life and making decisions that, you know, he wants to make, not really caring about what other people think. Because um, he says that, you know, he's always had this battle. He's always um, had this uh, feeling that he's been lying to himself his entire life. And he wanted to kind of change that by just kind of taking control, grabbing hold of, you know, uh, his own life choices and becoming a woman. Uh, and I respect that fully. You know, it's it's someone's decision to do whatever it is they want with their life, um, in terms of like their sexuality, their preferences. You Absolutely. Know. I mean, yeah. that's kind of that's you. That is all you. Not my business. Uh, but the part where it starts getting a little bit um, funny, I guess, is um, the fact that he it, it's becoming so sensationalized. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Like first of all, when he made this decision, of course, it's gonna get press and everything, right? And that's inevitable because you are a noted person that is doing something to your physicality that is notably different. Um, but he's getting a TV show out of this. He's getting a TV show out of this. I'm not exactly sure what it's called. I think it's called Call Me Caitlin or something. Um, but he's getting a TV show out of this. And I don't know. It's just shades of Kardashian well, sex tape all over again. Right. Well, the way I see it is like people are going to get shows all the time. People are going to have a platform to talk about things. But yeah. Dude, I think it's I think it's beautiful that he's choosing to become to to show on the outside what he feels on the inside. I think that's great. That's great. That is great. I really do think that's but great. But like and then like his show, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. It's I mean, not because it's about that, not because of the subject matter, but it's a reality show. I don't watch those. Some of it's really I I'm, I watched like one or two episodes of Kardashians. 
it is really well edited. <laughs> I will say that. Oh yeah, the lighting's really nice. No, it was just like the way they cut it. They just make the dumbest shit seem fascinating. Yeah, but I, mean, um, I think I think we were kind of talking. We touched upon this like last week when we were talking about the Allison um, from Aloha thing, right? Yeah. It's just it's in the news because it has to be in the news, and then eventually it won't be a thing. Like, look, that's what, that's what we all thought about Kim Kardashian, though. Yeah, yeah. and she is still a thing. Her fifteen minutes of fame did not. Yeah, stop. but. I mean, interest in celebrity is never going to go away. But like, yeah. but in terms of like being sensationalized about this man becoming, um, going through a transgender transformation, that's that's news. I mean, yeah. hopefully it's one news. day. It's like, you know how like, it's just like how gay marriage is being legalized more and how medical marijuana and like marijuana is being legalized more. Soon it's going to be the norm and then we're not going to really kind of care. But for now, we have to care. Yeah. And and so it's, it's reflected in the media. Well, I don't know if it's ever going to be the norm. It's definitely like, I mean, if if like sex changes with the norm, hmm. that that's that's a very interesting world to live in i think it'll just be more accepted no i think it's gonna be i hopefully i hope that it's gonna be the norm that people aren't gonna care oh got it yeah for sure i don't know for me it's just like if you wanted to make this um very personal life decision if you really thought that you know Mm -hmm. all of your life has been a lie and you really want to live out the rest of your life you know being who you always wanted to be like does that really involve a tv show well unfortunately she doesn't have the she doesn't have the opportunity not to be in the limelight if you're gonna be in the limelight Fuck, man. Get your money. I suppose that Get makes, your money. I suppose that makes sense. You, you've changed my mind on this. Yeah. Job. Thank you very much. So, yeah. good on you, Kate. <laughs> Make that money. If you can, do it, man. If you got it, flaunt it. Something about it just depresses me. I yeah. Don't know. But actually, have you heard of... This reminds me of this story. Have you heard of uh, a lovely lady named Kristen Beck? I have not. Who is she? Kristen Beck was born... Christopher Beck, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. And he was a Navy SEAL. I oh, be- wow. Let me double check. I believe he was in SEAL Team 6. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to fact check that later on. But anyway, and then he was a SEAL for a long time, served many tours, did his thing, and then became a woman afterwards. We're looking at a picture of um, her right now. She's a, yeah, she's like, she's like a six and a half. <laughs> I don't know. Is that insensitive? No, no, say? I mean, okay. No, the thing is, as a woman, six and a half. As a man, look at him though. He's like four. That is true. That's but, a, that is an improvement. Yeah, but he's a war hero. So, you know. Oh, he was in the SEAL Team 6. He was in Death Dang. That's insane. There you go. Well, yeah, I guess I guess what you did say, like, you know, about sex changes being the new norm, like the acceptance of these kind of things being the yeah. new norm, that is something that, you know, would be nice to work towards. Um, yeah. Where, like, people will just kind of stop being so um, vitriolic about it. I mean, okay, these things will always definitely be, like, different, you know? I feel my take on these things is that I do acknowledge that it's different. I do acknowledge that it's not um, conventional, but that doesn't mean I don't accept it. That mm-hmm. just means like, you know, it's something, it's it's almost like noticing uh, someone having a pimple on their face. It's like, fair enough, fair ooh, enough. you got that pimple on your face. I'm noticing it. I'm not going to say anything about it though. Something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, but that, again, that's what we're working towards. And we got to, yo, man, we got to be the change we want to want to see in the world, man. That is true. Funny, funny transgender story. Um, <laughs> Aren't they all though? Yeah. <laughs> Something happened like today actually. Like actually today, I was in uh, I was in town, mm-hmm. and I needed to take a poop. Uh, so you know, I can see where this is going. Yeah. So like any uh, logical human being, I went to a fancy place because they have the nicest toilets there. You know. So I went to um, a hotel to use their facilities, and um, it was it was a fairly urgent affair. I went and carried out the deed, and as I left to wash my hands. Uh, this person uh, walked up next to me, uh, to the basin next to me, and started washing his hands. But the thing is, this person was dressed more or less and looked more or less like a woman. 
And that caused like a good 20 seconds of panic because I thought I ran into the wrong bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I just started like doing double takes, not at her, but at the bathroom to look for urinals. Because that's kind of like, that's like, that's every, your first instinct, yeah, right? That's like every guy's kind of like totem, you know? Like, yeah, you know, like an yeah, inception. Yeah, you see the urinal, you're safe. Yeah, like an inception, you know, to, you got to look at your totem yep. to, find, to, to find out whether you're in reality or not. Mm -hmm. Like, when I want to find out whether or not I'm room, in the men's room, look for, that urinal. look for that urinal, you know? Back to urinal talk, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> so um, I was. That's going to be a running theme throughout all our episodes. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, it was just like terrifying for a little bit because it's like, oh shit, am I in the wrong bathroom? Because this person is also kind of looking at me funny. So I was like, I am in the wrong bathroom. I'm in the wrong bathroom. Urinal, 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 and urinal was right there and I felt safe and yeah. But yeah, this person was like, she, um, he was wearing like really tight bell-bottom jeans, a crop top, and like big, like those really big sunglasses that Nicole Richie always wears. So she was from the 70s is what you're saying. Pretty much. And like long, tight back hair, so like, I I legit panicked because I thought like I walked into the ladies' bathroom. So um, yeah, next time if you are a man that chooses to dress like a woman and sees another man in the bathroom, say hi. <laughs> Why not? Because in that way, at least I get that confirmation of your of your Fair voice. Fair enough. You know. But you know what was my absolute favorite story to come out of this whole ordeal? What have you heard about this thing about the guy who uh, his okay his name was his name is. Uh, Terry Coffey from Oregon. Yeah. He went on Facebook and he basically posted an image saying, because he was criticized, he was kind of feeling the same way you are. It's like, what's going on? Like, people were talking about um, Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, that she's a hero, that blah, blah, blah. She's, what she's doing is brave and heroic. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to post something that shows, that said, now this is what he, real heroism looks like. And he posted a photo of what appears to be a soldier uh, from World War II carrying another soldier and the soldier on the back is shooting his pistol, right? Uh-huh. That's what that's the image he chose. He did like a Google search for a soldier, bravery, whatever, and came up with this to make okay. a point. But this gets really interesting. This is kind of, this is like a story you can't even write. Okay. Or because uh, it would sound too contrite. <laughs> okay. But he wants to so um Mr. Coffee wanted to know where this image came from, so he dug into it a little bit. Turns out it's not actually a photo from a battlefield. It's actually a photo, a black and white photo of like a scale model. Uh-huh. That this guy built. And this is like this is this this other guy whoever he made who made it. This is like his hobby now because he was he woke up from a coma, not knowing anything that happened before then. Okay. And this is like his way of coping, I think. Or oh, I, what's this? Is this, about this? is this Marwan Call guy? I think so. Oh, uh, that's crazy. Anyway, okay. So Marwan Call, for those of you that don't know, is a really amazing documentary about this guy who underwent um, a crazy trauma, and his yeah. way of and his way of coping of, uh, with it was to take pictures of. Uh, models, yeah, that's like it, yeah. figurines. Um, you know, basically, he created a whole world in his own mind of figurines. You know, living out their their daily toy yeah, lives. documentary Marco. So yeah, so what this was, what this image was, is a snap, is a screen grab from that documentary. Mar of toys, College, of toy, yeah. And if you want to check it out, it's actually spelled M A R W E N C O L. So you're saying that this picture of bravery that he put up, that he tried to make a point with, was actually two toys. Yes, but that's not the crazy part. Okay. So the crazy part. So you said that this guy was in a crazy trauma. Do you remember what that trauma was? <clears throat> I've watched I was, it like years ago. I can't remember. I'll tell you. So this guy was beaten up, gone to a coma. When he woke up from a coma, had no memory of what happened before then. He returned home, and he looked in his closet, and it was all full of women's clothing. That was what it is. Yes. And he asked his friend, like, "Oh, who's this? Do I have a girlfriend?" No, man, you're a crossdresser. And he didn't remember any of that. Mm. So this guy, Philip Terry Coffey used a photo to show what real bravery was that was ironically from this thing about a guy who was beat up for the same reason that 
he was trying to see i've lost control of my pronouns but okay, no no okay so basically he was trying to make a point saying like oh caitlin jenner being a, being a transgender person is not really brave it's not really brave what's brave is these two soldiers fighting for their lives but in fact this picture of two soldiers fighting for their lives is actually two toys posed together to look like soldiers in a battlefield and the person that took this photo was someone that does this to cope with the fact that he was beaten up for being a crossdresser exactly that is some crazy ass movie logic right there yeah man and to terry coffee's credit he actually kind of like he kind of backpedaled a little bit and said like wow look at the irony of that isn't that interesting makes you think i can't believe i just tied that logic together by the way like yeah. i'm really proud of myself right now no congratulations here's a pat on the back thanks man i want to buy the movie right to the story right now and eh, no one would watch it that is true thus is the world <laughs> all right moving on to our next segment while we do that i'm going to the bathroom all righty so John is going to go take a piss. I don't know if we're going to keep this in uh, of me just talking to myself as John does the PP. Um, yeah, poor guy, right? I mean, his voice is shot. He's um, struggling to um, kind of go on. So, you know, good sport on him that he's powering through this podcast while I and now he's taking a piss. And I'm just kind of sitting here by myself in this room talking to you. So what's up? You've been good? Don't tell John. So yeah, um, uh, when John gets back from the pisser, we are going to talk about um, uh, our next segment, and it's called Favorite Things. So um, we did do this segment. Still um, the la- you're still pissing. Uh, we did this. Taking a long time. You've got a lot in the stream, boy. Uh, so we talked about uh, Favorite Things our last episode. We're thinking of making it like a regular segment. So on our last installment of Favorite Things, uh, we covered soup. What are our favorite soups? And um, I don't know. I know it sounds kind of random, but hopefully, you know, uh, these kinds of things bring up stories and different anecdotes that kind of like let you get to know us better at the same time, you know, maybe. I don't know. Um, But at the same time, if you do want to suggest more favorite things, you're more than welcome to post them in the comments below. Uh, Let us know what are the favorite things you want us to talk about. Uh, What is your favorite thing? Maybe we can talk about that instead and, you know, kind of see what we have in common you know you done with the piss i am it's a while but i feel like a new man yeah see i don't even know if i'm gonna keep any of that i just spoke i just spoke to the listener for like a good two minutes by myself explaining the context of this next segment right coming up right now so, favorite things. Oh, I love this segment. This segment's so much fun. We've only done one of them. How can yeah, I know. You, how can you really like it? I can it? tell. <laughs> okay. So, I was, I was just telling the listener that, um, uh, the listener, the listeners. The listener. Hi, Erwin. <laughs> <laughs> Optimistically, I'd like to think that there's a lot, there's, there's a bunch of you listening to this. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I was just telling them, you know, hopefully, I know it sounds kind of contrite to do like a segment of our favorite things, but, you know, hopefully, you know, it brings up anecdotes, stories. That's you know. all it is, man. Like, yeah, you don't care what our favorite thing is, but I think it's fun to just the whatever we end up talking about it. This is why I pick random things because I've been I've been the one that's been picking lately. Yeah. And I have another one today. I think it's gonna be pretty fun. I want to pick today. Oh, you want to pick today? Okay, fine. Actually, wait, no, you, you, you do it. Okay, you can pick next week. Okay, I'll pick next week. Okay. Uh, Nathan, man, I'm wondering, what is your favorite 90s slow jam? Ooh, my favorite 90s slow jam. This might take me a while um, because the lines kind of blur between 90s and 2000s. And enough, I want to make enough. sure that like I'm not... All right, so in the meantime, should I talk about mine? Talk about yours. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let me take you back to the early 90s. 
It was a beautiful time. It was a simpler time. This was before boy bands. This was after, concurrent with grunge, after New Wave. This was the time in America when the uh, African-American hip-hop was just at its peak. There was 112, there was SWV, there was Boys to Men, New Edition. It goes on and on. This is the golden age of uh, slow jams with the a Z. Slow jams. Yeah. I gotta tell you, man. My first concert that I ever went to, right? Oh, maybe I do like this. Girl. First concert I ever went to was New Edition. Bobby Brown. And who opened for New Edition? 112. And they played this song. This song is, I'm going to play it for a while to see what happens, but this is my favorite 90s slow jam. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cupid by 112. I think we can play this for like 15 seconds before we get sued, so let's just talk about it. And while this is like my favorite song, I have no idea what they're saying in the chorus. Pot it up a little bit. Let's pump it up. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There's acoustic guitar. That's unheard of. Uh. I mean, it's just so good. Mmm. Feeling that. I'm gonna fade mm. that down for a bit. Well, wait. Okay, we'll let it get to the, the the chorus where I don't understand <laughs> what they're saying. Like I used to just be like, "Baby, I'm so tired of the there." The and then it's just clear. Go. Don't misunderstand me when I blah 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 blah. I don't know what they're saying, but it's so good. It's kind of ironic that the lyrics are don't misunderstand me when I say what it's I ironic, remember. right? A little bit. But that is amazing. It's just, I remember like, man, this just takes me back to middle school, slow dances with that girl and you're scared. You really? Know middle they... school? You're listening to slow jams? Yeah, man. Dang. That's international school for you, bro. That is true. Okay, well, for me, um, my favorite slow jam, it's just by this band called Black Street. Yep. I had to make sure that it was from the 90s, and it was. You know what's crazy? What? Black Street was at that concert, too. The one that I, what new concert edition. was this? It was what New con- Edition, right? Have you heard of New Edition? I have heard of New Edition. It's Bobby Brown when he was there. Was like, they were like the Menudo, but like African-American. Yes. Then, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I pull. And then, um, so it was... Uh, New Edition was the headliner, and then th- a bunch of bands open for, uh, a bunch of groups open for them, including 112, Black Street, and SWV. SWV is good too. I get so weak in the knees. They're good stuff. It's good stuff. So what's your, your what's your favorite slow jam? My favorite slow jam is one by Black Street called "Before I Let You Go," and it goes a little bit like this. I think your computer's muted. Yes, it was. I miss the I miss like the intros of music videos where they're just kind of talking about random stuff, you know, and the music comes in slowly. Ooh. Mm. Listeners, if you had a video feed, you would see me and Nathan just like swaying in our chairs. Uh, uh. Oh, look at this music video! Oh, pigeons. Pigeon. Pigeon sepia tones. Children, wait a minute. No way. <laughs> Listen to that. Come on. There's no way you're not listening to this right now and just going like Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Omar Epps is in the music video. 
I don't know. I, I I love me a good slow jam as well. It's just like it's just a good way to get into the mood for yep. anything really. Yep. Not strictly the love making. Not baby making. Not just baby making. Yeah, but anything. Like okay. Um, there was this one song by um, Twista. Remember Twista when he was a big thing? Mm-hmm. He did a song called Slow Jams. Did you ever remember that one? No. What's this one? Remind please, me. Remind please me. look that up. Please look that up. It was um, it was Twista, Jamie Fox, Kanye West. Oh damn. Yeah. I think those are the three behind it. But basically, it was a song about slow jams. It was like a rap song about slow jams. Jamie Foxx did the hook. I think it was like, I'm talking about some Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. the Luther Vandross, a little Anita, about to set this party up right. See, I remember that was, that was before we knew that Jamie Foxx could sing. That Yeah. And he and was like, doing the, the hook, right? But it was so amazing. I love this song so much because like it was a great hook, great rap. And the best part was that they sampled um, they sampled the the whole song, like kind of like the 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 sample bits behind mm-hmm. it, from a live performance of Luther Vandross's "A House Is Not a Home." Nice. Yeah, like when he did that um, big performance, the one where like uh, uh, Dionne Warwick was just crying the whole time. But yeah, like they sampled that and just made this amazing, amazing, amazing song called "Slow Jams" by Twista. Go look it up. If you were born in the nineties. No, actually, no. I'll take that back. If you were born between 91 and 94, you've probably heard of it. If you weren't, I'm yeah. sorry. Was that, was that song late 90s or early 2000s? It was early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Still counts, though. And I want to tell you I want to tell you why I thought of this category. Because lately, we've been, like, the first couple episodes, we've done food stuff. Yes. But the other day, I was in... And this, and this song I'm about to play is actually, like, honorable mention for my favorite slow jam. Um, I'm very curious. Because I see what you're pulling up on YouTube right now. And yeah. I don't know what you're doing. No, I'll show you, I'll show you in a bit. So like, <laughs> I was in a cab just chilling. And like I'm trying to do this thing where I don't listen to my iPod, uh, iPad, the whole iPhone the whole time. Just maybe talk to the driver, see what's on the radio, just look around. And I'm like, okay, so I'm sitting there, not have my headphones in. And all of a sudden, this song comes on the radio. And I was like, I know this song. What the hell is this? I know this song. I know this song. Deep in my bones. Actually, no, that's not true. I knew it immediately. I knew what the song was. But then it was in Chinese. Hmm. And I was like, what the hell? And you don't speak a lick of Chinese, dude. Not you? even a little bit, dude. And like, this was the song that played by Coco Lee. The, that that mobile that. phone. That mobile phone. Boom. Baby, I'm sorry. Is that what it means? Yes. Baby is baby and Tebuti is I'm sorry. So let's get past this let's intro past, bit. That is a long ass intro. Again, with the intros and music videos. Boom. Again with the acoustic guitar. I guess that's my thing. Slow jams with the acoustic guitar. I was like, what the hell's happening? Yeah, right, so that's that. But that, that, that song... Play the chorus, man, come on. Oh, yeah, we should have to get yeah, to the chorus. Play the damn chorus. Should I skip? Should I skip ahead? Let's skip ahead. Let's skip ahead. Let's hear that chorus. Because we're gearing up to it. Almost there, almost there. Oh, come on. Come on, Coco. You know the song? I. It sounds really familiar, but I can't say I do. Oh, no way. <laughs> this is why it sounded so familiar. Right? <laughs> and listeners, that's this song by one-hit wonder band, Sun by Four, The Jeez. Purest of Pain. This is Skip Right Ahead to the Chorus. Like, the music video is exactly the same. Yeah. And this is so amazing because the guy singing right now is like, you know, he's like a fatter guy. He's surrounded by beautiful men with biceps. <laughs> to make it work. I love this. This is my favorite thing today. 
<laughs> it's like, imagine, imagine a Hispanic Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. With a, with like Matrix Keanu Reeves sunglasses. <laughs> um, wearing all white, pretty much. Okay. Sitting with a bunch of muscular other Hispanic men. So Coco Lee covered that song by Sun by Four. So a Chinese song that was originally, an English song that was originally a Spanish song. What is going on? Yeah, it's originally a Spanish song. Yeah. That's insane. That's love in three different languages, my friend. <laughs> that's amazing. That's no, a, that's <laughs> no matter what language, this song is amazing. I mean, Cupid has a place in my heart, but the purest of pain, man. Do you, do you understand, like, what's going on in this in this song, like, like lyrically? Yeah, because I know the English one. No, 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 but, like, because um, you speak Tagalog, right? Yeah. Is some Spanish, like... See, that's the Chicago? thing. It's close, but it's not that close. It's okay, like okay. mostly vocabulary words is Understood. what it transfers. Not like, not like any other thing else. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But yeah, man, slow jams. Man, how, how, how simple was life when you were listening to slow jams? I miss those slow jams. You're a kid. You're like in love. You don't even know what love is. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. See, that's how I lost my voice. <laughs> hey, man, like good for you for kind of like championing through this whole podcast with your yeah. voice completely shot and listeners i promise next week i'll be back to normal hopefully better than normal but for now thank you for bearing with my let's call it my sexy voice like phoebe buffet in that episode when she lost her voice smelly cat smelly cat we're breaking so many copyright laws in this episode it's okay bro so many we're covered under parody laws or something i mean that would suggest that this has to be funny right yeah I mean, let's hope it so is. So laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, thanks for sticking around. Uh, if you have listened for this long. Uh, they have, Nathan. Good. They okay. have. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Erwin. Okay. And <laughs> I just kind of. Who else? <laughs> Who the hell's Erwin? Coral. <laughs> Are you really my friend? Are you really there, Coral? I just kind of assumed that like um, most people check out after like the first five minutes after they they go like wait a minute this isn't EDM wait a minute this isn't Joseph Prince talking to me and yelling into my ears yeah but then they go wow what are they oh this is intriguing oh yes transgender people yeah oh okay yeah, that's really this. that is really the hope that we have yeah but that's yeah that's your favorite thing that's our yes. favorite slow jam ladies and gentlemen <laughs> thank you very much that was favorite things favorite things favorite things. I, I, I've decided I'm not going to do an outro song. I'm just going to Make let it up that, every time? Make it up every time, pretty much. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. You've been tons of fun. Uh, before we leave you, uh, we're going to do a little quick wrap-up of um, the segment we did last week mm -hmm. um, called... I forgot what it was called. Dude, check this out. Dude, check this out. And the song goes like... Dude... Check this out. Check this out. Yeah. I don't know why it has to be so sexy, but... I mean, because we just talked about slow jams. But That's true. Gets yeah. you in the mood, huh? Yeah, I am, I am feeling it. Hey, my voice is sounding better. That's hey. random. The miracle, anyway. the miracle of podcasting. Yeah. So uh, last week you told me to check out Green Lantern Reef. Yeah, what'd you think about that? I thought that was a brilliant comic mm -hmm. i love the art i love the story i have to be honest i didn't know a lot about green lantern yep. um or his whole mythology so i was very happy that they uh, explained who parallax was who um what's his face uh, uh spectre spectre sinestro no 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 the spectre 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, sorry, yes. The specter, the hero that Hal Jordan had become at that time. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh, for those of you that ever read the comic, it's a whole story about how um, Hal Jordan was kind of, like, he, he melded with two other people. Like, his spirit melded with um, the ghost of specter and uh, parallax, like, the definition of fear. And to those of you that know about Green Lantern, fear is a no-no because they are the ones about fear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was a really cool story. I, I loved how everything just kind of wrapped up. Um, and it was like a nice little restart, I guess. It was just like a cool story yeah. where like the whole Green Lantern core, like the key players came together and just kind of kicked lots of ass. Um, it was one of those like, um, yeah, do it kind of comics. <laughs> and I just, I just wish they, they would make it into a movie that didn't suck as much. Ryan Reynolds, come on. I know, man. Yeah. See, see, see the reason I suggest that to you is I kind of wanted to like... I mean, A, I think it's awesome, but also kind of prove a point. Whereas, like, I think, man, comics are so huge right now with Marvel movies, DC movies, DC TV shows, everything's so big. Yeah. And yet people are not reading more comics. That is and weird. I think a big part of it is that there's, like, well, there's like some, probably, like, a nerdy stigma. But there's also, like, it's just overwhelming. There's so many comics out there. Where do you start? Like, where do you pick up? Yeah. The fact of the matter is you pick up anywhere. Pretty much. But writers have done these smart things where they kind of reboot a character, which is what, that's why it's called Rebirth, is yeah. that... All right, this is what's been happening with Hal Jordan, but you know what? We're bringing him back. Yeah. So they'll give a little bit of background information, again, where he is at the time, what's going on, what happened before, and then they start taking a new direction. And these are, ju- they're called jumping on points. You look yeah. for him, you ask, you go online, you'd be like, hey, what's a good jumping on point? I like Spider-Man, what's a good jumping on point? And then anything you don't understand, just fucking Wikipedia it. It's yeah. out there, and everyone's, you can find out. So pick up a comic, if there's someone you find interesting, and just read it. Speaking very loudly, you're like yelling at people to go read comics. Because I think they should go read comics, because comics are awesome. Calm down, man. It's just a book. Please read comics. Please do. Please don't let this industry die. Yeah. Because if the industry die, actually, no, they're going to live on forever. I, I just, I, I always wonder, like, when the whole comic book movie thing is going to die out. Because oh, it's only a matter of time. It, it, it can't be forever, right? It's only a matter of time. Like, I mean, the movie industry has seen so many phases. They had, like, the spy movie phase. They had, like, the Star Wars phase. They had the whole Knights phase. But it's all cyclical as well, isn't it? It's I all mean, cyclical, like... yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, Gre- uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, great stuff. Um, I just wish they'd make a movie like that, you know, instead of explaining an origin story or explaining, having to establish like, you know, where this character's from and everything, just throw us into the action, throw us into the action introductions later. You know, I think that's just a, that's so much of a better way to understand a character, to kind of see them in their element as the character that you love Mm -hmm. and then kind of get the intro later for the, for the people that are a bit newer into it. And that kind of gives them a little bit more, um, it, it gives their actions a lot more weight, you know, yeah. when you find out about, you know, what kind of created them before, you know, Tarantinoing it's, it, so to say. It's so good, man. And yeah. I, I would recommend if you enjoy, just continue reading the series up until wherever they, I mean, I think it's ongoing till now, but definitely read this, read Sinister Co-War, read Black Snake. It's, it's very good stuff. I will do. And okay, so I asked you to watch um, the movie Paddington Bear. Dude, I must tell you, I was so confused when you, when you told me to watch that. I was like, uh, Okay. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, so I went, I, I got the movie, I checked it on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 98% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, for you know real, that? 98% for Paddington Bear. For a good reason, that movie was awesome. And they have 13% on Chappie. So yeah, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, man. It, I was so surprised how pleasantly uh, enjoyable this movie was. It was funny, it's definitely like a, a movie for all ages, and I mean that literally. It's not just for kids, it's like yeah. a family movie. It's about a, it's about a bear from Peru who yeah. likes marmalade I, I, and I wants think, a family. Yeah, like most kids, um, like most of you that were born in the 90s will know who Paddington Bear is. He's a pretty um, See, iconic that's the thing, is that character. I didn't because I guess it's more of an English thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, who is this English Winnie the Pooh? 
That's what I thought. That is true. Stop eating marmalade. You're supposed to eat honey. Yeah, that just that just kind of made sense to me. Honey and marmalade. What? Right. Red hat, red t-shirt. Red t-shirt. They both don't wear pants. Yep. Holy shit. Paddington, you rip off. You hack. But who came first though? No, I think it was me. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I had a lot of thoughts about this. My first thing was like, boom, we jump in in this world. There's 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 the CGI bears, and man, CGI has come so far. Like it's just it's it's you know the term the uncanny valley. No. It's like this idea of like the human mind cannot process things that are like close to human or close to life. They reject it. Okay. Which is why like, you know, that's why earlier CGI wasn't so effective. Like I made the comparison to uh, Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Remember that scene where freaking Keanu Reeves, Neo flies up in the air, spins around, like he, he bends down. It's Keanu. He flies. It's Keanu in a string. He's in the clouds. It's CGI Keanu and it looks terrible mm-hmm. it looks terrible because it's like it's close to what humans look like but it's not close enough and therefore our brain rejects it and that's why it looks so terrible right but paddington man that dude i could believe that dude existed the bear yeah 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 his she, fur she was moving yeah. it got wet it got dry it was amazing <clears throat> i loved it i just i loved how in the entire movie they did not really acknowledge the fact that the, like, the bears talk that was my favorite part is that they kind of <laughs> treat like they used it for humor when they needed to it's like yes yeah. i said bear a real bear and it's just like they, they just in this world they accept that bears can talk and therefore us as the viewers accept it too it's great i love it i, I love, love that they, let's not they, waste our time on that nonsense of like oh bear they're talk-. like i don't want yeah that. and like the villain in it nicole kidman mm-hmm. like her whole thing was that she wanted to uh, uh what's that word taxidermize this bear and I love that idea that she's trying to tax it, like basically kill a bear that talks. Yeah, <laughs> like that she like her idea of like a valuable um, object is the taxidermized bear instead of having a bear that talks. I love that. I just love that. <laughs> That's true. Huh? They threw logic out the window, and yeah. in a very beautiful way. She's a villain, man. This movie's so funny because it was like the, the the hijinks that Paddington would get up to, man. Like. Like the stuff, like he would be clumsy and he would knock stuff over. I'm like, what is this? It is like, a, this is like what Final Destination would be like if it was a kids' movie. Pretty much. Because he's like in the bathroom, he's going up, he gets flushed, he gets stuck, the <laughs> thing falls down, perfect spot. It's just, it was like Final Destination, the kids' movie. <laughs> it was a fun movie. It was amazing. I really like. I just liked how um, the story was nice and linear. You know, they didn't try to do anything fancy, but at the same time, they didn't leave any holes. They didn't, they didn't leave too many holes in there and a lot of kids movies do that a lot of kids movies just kind of go straight for the jokes they go straight for the pitfalls and everything and they don't really give those kids enough credit that you know like oh these kids are dumb they're not going to be able to identify a bad movie from a good one but you know great. this is proof that you know I like, I like the style I like the cinematography I like like it was like the world they created was like obviously it was like current present day London but still had that storybook feel there were big primary colors pastels yeah. um, Sally Hawkins and Hugh Bonneville were so great I love like they were such they were such a good pair and it was, it was a wonderful I can't believe I'm talking so in depth about this goddamn kids movie but I love this movie kids go out there and watch it if you have I really yet. hope kids are not <laughs> I mean, kids in the, you know... You know yeah, metaphor. kids in that sense, yeah. Because we did drop a couple of F-bombs in this episode. Oh, kids know what F-bombs are. You know what fucking is. You know what fuck means. It's all good. Okay, but here's one... Here's, <laughs> all right, this is where I get to the deep stuff, Nathan. All, all right, right listeners, this is where I get go to the deep it. end of Paddington the movie. All right. All right, Nathan, what I'm showing Nathan right now is a Google image shirt of Paddington Bear. Okay. That's what he looks down. like, right? Break it down. Got the red hat. Got the blue jacket, right? Got that light brown fur, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's from darkest Peru, and he's a yes. spectacle bear. Yes. All right, this is a Google image search of spectacle bears. What do you notice, Nathan? It is a black bear. Yeah. With a white face. Let's forget the oh. fact that there's no... Okay, excuse the fact that there's no red, red hat, hat blue. Or blue trench coat, yeah. It do you, is... Do you, 
It's a it's a it's a it's a brown bear. It's a black bear. It's a black bear with a white face. This bear is this bear is black. Okay. And they what do you what do you they think? lightened his skin for this movie, man. Oh. It's just like the white man is steal from the black bear. Come on, guys. Again. Come on, guys. What you doing? I mean, Elvis was bad enough stealing rock and roll from the black man. <laughs> they gotta steal the spectacle bear skin tone too. That's not cool. That's a cute ass bear though. I look how adorable. Bear, okay, like, my feeling about bears is that, like, I really want one up until, like, when they turn, like, two. Yeah. You know, when they can, like... That's just, that's pretty... That's... I'd probably go earlier. Yeah. Even. When, like, when they can start destroying you. Yeah, but they are they are cute, right? But look, look at this image. Of what? Mm. A, furless, uh, a, furless a furless bear. bear. I'm scared now. Yeah, you better be scared. Look why, at that thing. Why would, oh! Google, why would you Google furless bear? That looks like Voldemort. That's pretty much what... That's... This is... If he didn't have a snake, he would have a hairless grizzly bear. Look it up on Google, guys. Hairless grizzly bear. It's freaking weird looking. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think bears are great. Oh, uh, side note. If you enjoyed Paddington, uh, check out Disney Bears. Yeah. The documentary. Fair enough. Hosted by, uh, narrated by John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> really and cool if you like Green Lantern Rebirth, check out Green Lantern Sinestro Corps. Just continue on. And not the movie. Yeah. Before we go on, though, there's just one last thing I want to say about Paddington Bear. And there's this one bit in the movie where I had to rewind it several times to understand what I, the hell I heard. So we're nearing the climax of the movie. They're getting all these hijinks. They're in the museum. The family comes to the rescue to save Paddington. Everyone has their duties. And what the old lady of the family, who's like a, just a relative, they don't even The like, caretaker. Yeah, the caretaker. She goes to distract the security guard from seeing stuff. So what does she do? She's a Scottish lady. She brings him a bottle of scotch. And this is when she brings it up. She says this. Okay, one more time. Hold on. Do you want a wee nip of cunty freeze, Nathan? What? No, oh. she said, would you like a wee nip of antifreeze? I know that's what she says, but listen to it again. It sounds like cunty freeze. Okay. It's the English accent. You can't Would un-hear you like it. a wee nip of antifreeze? <laughs> that is true. Why does she have to add a K in there? A hundred, uh, one, one hour, 14 minutes, 53 seconds in, guys. Cunty freeze. Okay. Paddington bear. <laughs> I think she just said anti very gutturally, like, antifreeze. Yeah, but there's still no C when you do it. No, this is like, okay. Would you like a wee nip of antifreeze? Antifreeze. You know, that does that, does that guttural sound? <laughs> And then she goes on. No, 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 not while I'm on duty. Doesn't want cunty freeze. Oh, too strong for ya. Her cunty freeze is too strong. <laughs> and she's sticking out her tongue and looking all, <laughs> sticking out her tongue and looking oh. all like evil. Fighting so. Okay. I'll have one. He'll have one cunty freeze. <laughs> I mean, of all things to notice while watching Paddington the Bear, you noticed an old lady saying cunty freeze. So I'll I'll be careful what I recommend you next time. <laughs> no, I love her. That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> okay, so what are you going to recommend for me next week? Okay, so now I have two things to recommend to you because of what we've been talking about today. All right. But the original thing I wanted to mention to you, uh, recommend to you, and this has me very excited, is this book called The Martian by Andy Weir. Okay. Okay. This this great this this story, this book has come from a great story, like the story of how the book came to fruition, like. This guy just was trying to get this book sold. He couldn't do it, and so he just self, he just put it on Amazon, like a self-published thing, couple couple bucks, and it became into this huge thing that got picked up, 
And it's now being made into a movie. It's going to be released, I think, later this year. Oh, wow. Matt Damon's in the starring role. He's in the titular role of The Martian. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So what this is about is, like, on not the first, but a couple of missions into the uh, manned mission to Mars. So it's like, you know, kind of like how Apollo 13 wasn't the first manned mission to the moon. This is the same kind of mission, but to Mars. So it's in the future. Not far, very far in the future. And then they're on the mission, the team, there's like, like six or seven of them, they're doing their thing, and all of a sudden there's an emergency, and they have to return to the ship and blast off the surface of the Mar- of, of Mars. Okay. And in the emergency, something happens, and they lose you, a man. You, you're giving away too much. You're no, giving- no, no, this, this, guys, this all happens like the first 15 pages, don't worry. Okay, got it. All right, so there's an emergency, they're running back, they lose one man. Mm. They take off without him. They, should we get his body? No, we have to leave, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go, they go, they blast off. Then the guy wakes up. He got abandoned on Mars. He is the Martian. All his equipment's gone. He's got a couple things left over that they left there. He's got very little food. Wilson! He's like that, dude. He got cast away on Mars. That is... That, I'm, you hooked me. That's, dude, a good, that's a good way to sell a book. And Jeez. it's great. And I'm like... And he's... And so he has to deal with how to get rescued. That I won't reveal, but okay. he's got a way to establish contact with Earth, establish okay. contact with his friends in the ship, okay. get enough food to survive the long journey. It's re- it's so riveting, okay. and it's incredibly funny. Just just stop there. I'm sold. I'm sold. Read that thing. Pick it up. Read it. I'm going to go read it. We're going to get to it next week. I'm going to talk about that book as well. Um, and if you want to join in on the fun uh, and you don't want any spoilers, yep. uh, read the book as well. You got a week to do it. That's not too tough. I read it in like two days. Yeah. And like I, it's, yeah. It, I was so riveted. It's a really great book. Yeah. So my thing I'm going to recommend to you is not a book. It's something a little bit more uh, uh, highfalutin, a little mm-hmm. bit more intelligent, you know, for us intellectuals. Right. Um, it is a video game called Bloodborne. Whoa. Bloodborne. So uh, if you guys follow video games at all, uh, there is a very um, infamous series called uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls. So this game, Bloodborne, is from the same creators, more or less a, a very similar game. But instead of going for a um, action uh, theme. They're going a little bit more towards horror here, like a little bit more grotesque in terms of like the visuals and like jump scares and things like that. But it's not like a strictly horror game. At, at its core, it's a third person beat 'em up. It's like Arkham Asylum, like something, God of War kind of thing. Something like that. Similar mechanics. Only thing is, this game does not hold your hand through anything. What? This game is the epitome of what games used to be. Like, what? it's gaming at its purest form. Specs no, of Mario? Well, sort of like that, yeah. Like, they kind of tear it down to bare bones. They explain nothing to you. You have a bunch of things to deal with, and you just deal with it. You are a unnamed warrior um, up against a world full of demons. And the thing about this game, I'm sure that you guys, if you heard about these games, you'd know. They're infamous for just being relentless in its pace, in its difficulty, and you will die a lot. I'm sure that I, th- I think the back of the box is you will die. Like, that's how they sell the game. And you will. It took me two days to get past the first level. Oh, wow. Yeah. And here's the thing about this game. As frustrating, as mind-numbingly, like, angering this game is, the satisfaction quotient is just, like, off the charts. Like once you beat the level, you feel like you beat yeah. the world. Like, once, once you get over that one enemy that keeps kicking your ass, you just want to, like, run out of your house and scream, like, ah! <laughs> but at, at the same time, when that enemy kicks your ass for the 12th time, you want to throw your damn controller at the screen. Right. And I almost did that. I almost just flung my brand new PS4 controller at my screen. <laughs> and it 
it, it pissed me off so much. And um, I'll pass you the game later because mm-hmm. I just need to. I need that game away from me. You need it out of your system. I need it out of my system. Before it's, you break your TV it's, or it's, PS4 yeah, or both. It's, it's addictive in a very strange way. Like, I can't cool. stop going back to it, but I hate it so much because it's just so frustrating. Okay? Nice. So check that game out. I will Let check me know. that game out. Let me know what you think. And All right, now don't, here, don't break your TV. Here's a bonus. Check this thing out. Um, Only from our conversation day of Bruce Jenner and all that stuff. Like, I... Uh, Do you want me to get a sex change? No. Well, if you want. If you want. Okay. That'll, but, uh, that'll be episode 50. The, the 50th episode special. Well, I will, I nah. will, well let me yeah. just say this, listeners, is that um, it may not come across, but I am a very passionate about uh, LGBT rights. You know, mm. I think it's horrible the way they're treated. And But anyway. Especially uh, in this country. Geez. Unfortunately. But... It could be worse, unfortunately. It could be yeah, anywhere that, in that, Africa, that, that basically. Is, that is true. But anyway, um, to that end, I just want to say that there's a wonderful TV show that's come out that hasn't that's gotten a lot of critical acclaim, but I don't think enough people have seen it. It's called Transgendered. Have you heard of this? Are you talking about Transparent? Transparent, if you want to be more accurate. <laughs> Damn, I had such a nice ramp up, but then I misspoke. I Transparent, it. have you seen Transparent? I love that me, who hasn't seen the show, had to correct Shut you up. on the damn show name. Shut up. I have not seen it. I have heard very good things, and I do intend to put that on my to-watch list right now. Put it put it on the top of your to-watch list, because okay. it's really good. I mean, Goodbye, it's... Fifty Shades. <laughs> Hello, Transparent. You'll be better for it, I promise. Okay. So Transparent is like a short-run series. It was like 10 episodes or 13 episodes in the first season, 10 episodes, mm. and it's going to they have already been renewed, no problem. It was actually on Amazon. Oh. So not Netflix, but Amazon. And it's it's great. It's wonderful. It's about Jeffrey um, Tambor's in it. Jeffrey Tambor is the titular transparent. I okay. I, I'm sold. So I, it's I, like I love that guy from so Arrested plan, Development. Yeah, exactly. It's a plan where it's transparent, like being clear to each other, being clear, but it's also apparent who's a trans, who's being tra- transsexual. Ooh, titles. Aren't they? Aren't titles so good? I love titles I love when you that. get a good one. Good <laughs> hang. But yeah. So Transparent is definitely worth checking out. It's 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 funny, it's beautiful, it's sad, but not in a depressing way. And there's just some wonderful moments in the show, and I think you're going to like it. Will do. I, I just know, just from hearing about it, I will cry at some point of watching this. Yeah, oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> Pussy. Hey, now. All right, so that's... Check this out, dude. Thank you very much. And again, listeners, if you want us to check anything out, just listen in the comments below. Yeah. We'll Let us know. The challenge. If, yeah. If, if there's something you love, you know, a, um, a, a book... A movie, a video game, a activity, a song, an album, whatever the hell it is. If you dig it, let us try yeah. to dig into it as well. The reason why Nathan and I are friends is because we dig the same sort of stuff. Yep. Therefore, we've seen a lot of the, and read a lot of the same stuff, but there's a lot of stuff we've missed. So that's why we're catching up with each other. We assume that what we like, they're going to like. Yes. And we assume that if you're listening to this, you're going to like it too. So We hope. Feel the same way about us. Yeah. Suggest us stuff to watch, to read, to do. So thank you guys very much for thank sticking you around. You thank guys you. Are awesome. Thank you. We ran a little bit long today. We are at an hour twenty five. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah. So thank thank you guys so much for sticking around. And no, it's fine. I mean, it's it, that, that's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. We have no freaking restrictions. We've got no like media corporation yeah, trying we, to stop us oh, yeah. or give us time limits. Yeah, or, we have no life. Uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Nathan. I'm John. And it's been a good hang. See ya.